0: Tonight, we are gonna end a four-part series on Monsters Within. We've talked about uh, the things that are inside of us. Uh, it's not so much what we put in our mouths, but it's what comes out of our mouths, and the reason for that is uh, the things that we continually struggle with in our hearts. And tonight, the last one that I wanna talk about is greed. So being greedy is something that I deal with a lot because I have three kiddos, Uh, For example, this past Sunday, uh, my son, he's four, he got a mint and he was chewing it in the car and my two-year-old starts crying because she wants candy and I said, Aylor, bite off a piece of the mint and give it to your sister. And he's like, no, no. I'm like, bite off a piece of the mint and give it to your crying two-year-old sister. And so he does it a little, and you're like, that's gross. That's no, whatever. We make it happen because the baby's crying and we, she wins. And so we broke off a little piece of that mint and we gave it to her and she was happy. She was good. Now my son, as we're driving down I-10 on Sunday afternoon, starts to freak out because he didn't get the whole mint. He only got like 98% of the mint. And he's like, Dad, you tricked me. I always have to share with Copeland. That's my two-year-old. I always have to give her. He is angry. Like, you just got out of church. He just got out, and he learned nothing. I'll take that up with the kids' ministry later. All right, giggle. But listen, he's so greedy. Like, be happy for the 98% of the mints you got. Then later on that day, he's like, Dad, tomorrow, you need to bring home five mints for me. (laughs) Because that makes sense. And I'm like, and then my oldest daughter, she's seven. She's like, yeah, me too. I was like, where where did you come from? Like, what in the world? So what happened when I came home yesterday? Not, hey, how you doing? How was your day? You're the best dad ever. Thanks for sacrificing everything for us. No, hey, you got my mints? I'm not even kidding. Five o'clock, bam, you got my mints? Like, are you kidding me? No, I don't have your mints. <laughs> and then, of course, I had his mints for him, his five mints, okay? And they're like, this, I mean, it's weird. They, they, whatever. And then my daughter's like, you have my mints? I was like, here's your mints, you greedy little sorry fools. But man, that, you <laughs> know, we laugh at that, but the truth is, we're like that in some ways as well. Like, where we are like, man, I want that too. Or, or this person has that, so you want that. Or the world shows this and we want that. And that's greed. That's, that's what that's called. And really, truly, we don't talk about greed enough, like at all. Because the truth is like, oh, it's okay. I can be that way. You don't even think about it as a sin. We don't even think about it as something we need to work on. Now, lust and looking at pornography, like, oh! No boom-boom before marriage, whoa! But we don't deal with greed, right? Don't, you know, drinking, Whoa! Oh. Before you're 21? You know, all these things that we're like, I, 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 but we never talk about greed. All these other things are like the ultimate sins. By the way, all those are the same in God's eyes. All of them. But us as Christians, we put like this up here and this over here and this down here because we struggle with this one, but that's not a big deal. Okay, we do we do this. And God's like, no, no, they're all the exact same. So how consistently content are you? Think about that. Now, don't think about your friend who is like the most greedy person in the world because that's what we do in church sometimes. We're like, oh, he definitely talking about Billy. He got to pick it up. He is greedy. No, think about you for a second. Look at yourself and stop thinking about like, you're like, yeah, you're always wanting this. No, you for a minute. How consistently content are you? And when we are content, think about this, we always want more. Like I'm so content with life. I'm good, but that new iPhone's coming out, <laughs> and I want it, and I get that. I really do. That's a struggle. That's a real-life issue for me. That, that was my heart talking right there, or dessert. You know when you're full, but then you're at a restaurant, and they bring out, they're like, do you want to see the dessert tray, and you're like, your spirit is like, yes but you kind of like nah, nah. But, but you're kind of looking around at everybody else what do you I mean you do want you want dessert because I don't obviously I don't want dessert and Billy who's at everything is like I want I me mean, I really want a dessert too so let's see the dessert tray and they bring out this smorgasbord of everything in the world okay I'm picturing Taste of Texas right now because they bring this tray of like Satan out to you and you're like I want the boot and the this tall cake, that, by the way, there's a cake on the menu on the dessert tray that's not on the dessert tray. Just ask for the massive chocolate cake, and they bring it out, and everybody judges you because they're like, oh, fatty, you're eating the cake. But really, they're just jealous and greedy. Okay, I'll stop. But so we say we're full at dinner, but when the dessert tray comes around, we're like, oh, I'm not full anymore. And you devour, devour the cobbler. And then you feel guilty. Maybe I'm just having a confession time for me, okay? That's that's real. Like, I really do feel guilty. Like, I'm like, oh, I ate so healthy. And then all of a sudden that happens and you're like, I don't need that. And then you become greedy and you eat it. And then you feel guilty in the moment. And then you feel guilty. I feel guilty the next day when I'm working out. I'm like, why did I eat that whole chocolate cake by myself? And then I brought it home and I ate more. And then I woke up in the middle of the night and ate more. And then I walk. And I ate when I was sleeping. And then you're running, you're working out the next day, you're doing whatever you do, and you're like, I shouldn't have ate the cake. And you're like, I'm never doing it again. And then what do you do? You do it again, all right? <laughs> that's greed, you sinners, all right? That's, that's, that's really what it is like, though. And, <laughs> and I, I wanna show you what Jesus says about greed. Again, so many of us have, Everything we will ever need. But for some reason, we always think we want more. When really, truly, I I look out to see so many amazing teenagers, which, by the way, it doesn't make sense you continue to come here on Wednesday night, but I'm, I'm very thankful, okay? It's just amazing that teenagers decide to come to a place called church, worship God, and hear from some weirdo talk about desserts. It is awesome. And I'm very, very, very impressed. But let's see how Jesus deals with greed. Luke 12, 13. Someone in the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. It's like my daughter. Dad, she didn't talk at all like this. Dad, I want a mint. And tell my brother to give me half of it. That's what is happening right now. This person is saying, tell my brother to give me half of the money. Because his father had just died, and so he gets half of the inheritance. Jesus replies in verse 14, man, <laughs> there's a comma there, man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? He's like, man, hey, who appointed me a, Y'all figure your junk out. I don't care. I didn't come here for that. Then he said to them, watch out! Exclamation point. I don't know how he did that. Man, who do you think I am? Do you think I really care about this money? I came to earth to die on a cross and you're worried about language in a song. You're worried about what clothes this pastor wears. You're worried about what color the carpet is. You're worried about... This church doing this, you're worried about, but let me, just, let me just explain to Christians something real quick. God did not come to earth and die on the cross for us to worry about things that don't matter. I think sometimes as Christians, we act like God seriously cares about the things that we get so upset about. Look, oh, he does. He cares about everything. Really? Well, right here, he says, I don't care. I do not care about the money between you and your brother. Grow up and figure it out. Figure it out. Because I am here. I came to earth to die on a cross for all the sins of this world not for some of the trivial things that we make a huge deal in the Christian world. And then he says to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, all kinds of greed. And if you're taking notes, you need to underline that, you need to write that down. There are all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. He's saying it doesn't matter what you have. Stop worrying about getting all these things. Stop worrying about having the latest, whatever it is. And you're like, well, I don't struggle with that. Maybe, maybe you're here tonight, parents, students, staff. You're like, I, I, I don't struggle with that. Okay, well, look at your bank account. If you don't care about having the most stuff and doing the greatest things and having the nicest, whatever, I'm not saying it's bad to do that and have that. But if you don't care about it, what do you care about? Because your bank account will tell you what you care about. tithe. How's that going? Teenagers, we can talk about that offline. But the Bible's pretty clear on giving 10%. My kids, they make $3.25 a week if they do all their chores. My son made a quarter last week. That's real life. When they get on payday, which is Friday, from doing their chores, they then, 10% of that is a tithe 10% of $3.25. It's, it's tough. That's brutal. My son's like, no! Another percentage goes into save. And then they get to spend a little bit. What about you, teenagers that have jobs? 10% of that, whatever you make, however you get it, needs to go to the Lord. Well, I, I, I don't make enough. Greed. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, if you can start to give now as a Teenager, man, you want to talk about how God will honor that and bless that like crazy? I'm not saying if you give money, God's going to just make you rich, okay? That's a whole nother deal. Not here. But I am saying that God's pretty clear. He talks about finances. He talks about greed and money more than he talks about heaven and hell combined. Money's a big deal. Money's a real big deal so what are you doing with the money that you make? Well, I'm not greedy. You, you know better than I do. You know better than I do. But he says, be on the lookout and don't become greedy. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. But the truth is, Jesus is not talking about money right here. He's talking about a bigger issue. And the bigger issue is that this man was hanging out with the Son of God, and he didn't even realize it. He is hanging out with Jesus Christ and he didn't even think about it. He was too concerned with himself and his own stuff going on than he was concerned with knowing Jesus. You can have a peace that passes all understanding And this man right here is worried about money. He was preoccupied with things, and he completely missed Jesus. And I just wanna say that I think that happens even in this very room, is that we can come into a space that has been beautifully designed so that we can meet, so that we can worship, so that we can fall more in love with, so that we can invite others to meet Jesus, but we're so preoccupied with so many other things going on that we completely miss it. And you walk out and you get in your car, you get picked up, you're like, I don't know what just happened. It's like when you're driving your car, not that you would ever do this, and you're on your phone and you get from the church to home or from school to home or from school to work or from home to school. And you've been looking at your phone the entire time, not that anybody would ever do this. And you're like, I don't even know how I got here. Because you missed it. And that happens in churches. That happens all the time. Jesus, his spirit, if you have him in your heart and you have a personal relationship with him, he is with you 24-7. But sometimes we miss him because of everything else going on in the world. And so Jesus is saying right here, look, I don't have time to worry about what to do with this money. You're missing this right now. And then he tells him a story. It's called a parable. He says a parable, but it's a story. And he says, the ground of a certain man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what should I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is a story Jesus is telling. He's actually telling the American dream right now. This is what he's saying. He's saying this. He's saying, this guy had so much stuff. And he didn't know what to do. And he was asking himself, what do I do with all this money? What do I do with all this stuff? Then he said in verse 18, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus. Then I will eat and drink and be merry in verse 19. He says, and I will say to myself, You have done it, you have done it. You are the man, you've done the American dream, you've made a lot of money, you can now sit back and let that money pour in and I'm just gonna sit here and I'm gonna let it happen. That's the story that Jesus is telling to this man who wants to split the inheritance between he and his brother. Verse 20, in the parable, Jesus says, but God said to him, you fool. This is Jesus talking. You can't say fool. Jesus said it. You fool. Actually, God said it to the man in the story. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? He's saying this. He's saying this. You're going to die tonight. Now what? You're going to die tonight. And you can't take any of this with you. Now, what? Here's what God is saying right here. This life that we have is not our life. This life that we have is not our life. This life is given to us on a loan by God. And as many of you know in this room, this life can be taken at any second. This life is not our life. And God has a phenomenal plan for our life. And here's what what Jesus is saying in this. Do not miss this. Do not miss this. He is saying very, very pointed to us. What are you going to do with the life that I have loaned you? How are you going to live your life that I have given you? Because everything that we do, all the friends that we have, everything that's out there, when it comes down to it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Cooper Potts. As many of you know, this past Sunday was in a absolutely horrible accident. And I cannot get up here without saying anything about it. And this message I have written And I did not know how to deal with everything that went on on Sunday, but God is now dealing with it. Cooper Potts, I will say, I never met the man. I never met him. But based on so many amazing people that I've known for a very long time, based on so many Instagram messages, Facebook messages, the things that I've heard, people that have called me, other youth pastors in the city who have reached out to me. Here's what I know about Cooper Potts. Here's what I know without even knowing him. His life was not a waste, amen? His life was absolutely used by God. He was a light in a dark world. He would never upset, never got mad. I just met with a few boys just a little bit ago. He never did those things. Cooper's life, yes, it was taken way too early. An amazing young man who touched so many people's lives, I've heard. He did it. He did it. He did it. Here's what he did Verse 21. This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich toward God. Saying that for everybody who cares about the things on earth, it will all pass away and it doesn't matter. I will say this, that word, those words, rich toward God. I will say this from what I've heard about Cooper Potts is that he was rich toward God. When I first met my wife and still to this day, I will do anything for her. I will buy her anything. I will clean the house. I will pick up things. I will change diapers. I will do whatever it takes. I will, I, anything, why? Because I love her so much and I will sacrifice anything for her. She texts me right now and I got her my iPad. She said, come home. i like, peace out, I'm out, I'm gone, I'm going home. I'm going home, I'm rich toward my wife. I'm willing to do anything I can and anything I will for her. Because I found something that I love so much that I'm willing to give everything to it. And that's exactly what God is saying that he wants from us. He wants us so badly to fall so in love with him that we are willing to give him our everything, our everything, our everything. And just like so many of you in this room have done and you're doing and you're working on, I will say this one more time. From from what I have heard, Cooper Potts loved God richly. He served him with everything. He was rich toward God, he gave him everything. And right now, even though it is hard, even though it sucks, I'm gonna say that church, that bothers you, Jesus didn't die on the cross, you get mad about that. It is hard when we lose people. It's okay to be upset, it's okay to be angry, life happens, those things happen and we've gotta deal with those losses. But the truth is, listen to this. What about you? What about your life? What about if you weren't here anymore? What are they gonna say at your funeral? What about you? Are you rich toward God right now? Adults, this isn't just for teenagers. Are you rich toward God right now? What are your kids saying about you? Are we rich toward God? Are you? It's easy to walk in here and look spiritual. The truth is there's gonna be a moment when we are no longer here. There's going to be a moment when we will truthfully meet Jesus face to face. Believe it or not, it's up to you. But I'm telling you right now, there's going to be a moment when you will see Jesus face to face. And he will say, come on in, or I never knew you. Cooper Potts, he's hanging out with Jesus right now. He's hanging out with you like this. Holy, holy, holy. Man, this is awesome. This is awesome. Yes. I live my life for this. I'm in. I'm in. I'm a little early, but I'm here. What about you? Are you rich toward God? Are you rich toward God? When people look at you, do they know that God's the only thing that matters? Only you know that. Father, we come to you. We thank you for tonight.